The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNBet.com and get started today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You're already playing fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash. With their new over-under game, just head over to Sleeper.com SGP on your phone to join the SGP group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 that's sleeper.com SGP and make sure to download the SGPN app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts yes sir we are back here for another episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast on a Thursday. You're hearing my voice, so you know it's me. Got my guy Scott Reichel with me. Villain really relatively well from Junior here at your service. And I'm going to start with a very, very quick rant because I thought about this and I it's been lingering on me a tad bit on this whole vaccination status and all this stuff. Um, protocols, protocols, everything. And so I don't know if Al Horford is, or he isn't. I mean, he said he is, but now (laughs) we've seen Aaron Rodgers claim he was as well. And what happened with that situation? And now there's, slight rumblings that he could possibly miss a lot more of this series than people thought. And I think it doesn't get talked about because it's Al Horford. And this is where Kyrie be like, oh, but if that was me, and it's like, well, it's true. If it was you, this would be a bigger topic of this discussion. Um, you could also use Tybal as an example because he couldn't travel to Toronto. Tybal as well. Tybal missed multiple games in a series that, that it just wasn't talked about. It was like, all right, he's not playing. And they treated it like it was a regular injury report. But if it was Kyrie Irving, topic of discussion. And, you know, that's what happens when you're one of the best that, you know, you're going to take a little bit more of the blame when things go wrong. Um, but it just seems like to me that it gives Kyrie his claim. It gives his claim of I'm not trying to do, like I'm not trying to be a spokesperson or anything like that. I'm just saying that more of the attention is drawn to me. And it is because Al Horford, as we saw in game one, a really big piece of what Boston's trying to do is gone. And now there's reports that he may be gone for a considerable amount of time. So, your point's mostly about the lack of consistent energy. In yeah, it's just people you don't you don't keep the same. We like just in general, the same energy is not kept. You would you would expect for it to be, and it's not. And not saying that I'm trying to, to divert negative energy towards Al Horford. It's not what I'm trying to do. But Kyrie caught a lot of flack that he probably shouldn't have. Like it really wasn't that deep. Really, really wasn't. Well, that was just something I was thinking about. But the reason we're here is because we have a game two tonight. 
And in game one, Boston, I I don't know how to make their performance because it's like you were up at one time, but I never, you were never up to a point where I felt like, oh, well, Miami's not going to come back and win this game. I was really just sitting there watching the entire game like, all right, Miami's going to mount this comeback at some point. So guess I'm just waiting for that point. And it, the point came and it happened and they never looked back. What from game one for you stood out that you are taking into consideration when we hang it handicap game two? So this might sound a bit crazy because the spread originally was only one and a half. Then it went to four and a half with all the injury or COVID news. I was actually impressed by Boston, mostly by how they played in the first half. And we all on the podcast liked Miami in game one. We thought it was a great spot. We thought Miami would look sharp at home. And Boston came out and punched them in the mouth. And then halftime came around, they ran out of gas. And Miami made some adjustments. Boston's third quarter was laughably bad. They got outscored 39-14. to 14, But they won every other quarter. So Boston as a whole, I actually thought, hung around quite nicely. The issue is just the third quarter and how they gave up a 22-2 to two run to start the second half. But for my overall takeaways... Tatum was great in the first half and then did nothing after half. Jalen Brown, I expect more from. I know he had 24 points in the end. A lot of it was when the game was kind of out of reach in the fourth quarter. He had a couple threes there. So I do think Brown has to do more in the early stages of the game. Grant Williams was, well, to be honest, awful. He had seven points in 35 minutes, five fouls. I really didn't think he did much. And Derek White wasn't that good either. Now, White is a bench player, and he will be returning to the bench Expect since uh, Marcus Smart is probable for this game. So assume that White will resume his normal bench role. What? I actually think White is out. Uh, I do? Let me, go back. let me go back and just double-check that, but I'm pretty sure I saw something earlier that said White was out. Yep, personal reasons he's out for this game. Okay, so that's the news to me. But either way, the point is Marcus Smart's back in the lineup, which is yep. still an improvement. All you do is replace White with Smart. Yeah. The issue, though, with White being out is that the Celtics will have to use Pritchard off the bench. And Pritchard had a pretty good offensive game. He had 18 points, five rebounds, four assists. He took 16 shots, which is a few too many for Pritchard, <laughs> but he got torched defensively. Mm-hmm. He got absolutely smacked around defensively in the second half. Miami was really targeting him on every pick and roll. And now you do not have a backup point guard besides Pritchard. So I do think White's absence will be noticeable for this game. But the main takeaway in a positive light for Boston is Robert Williams. I thought he looked fantastic for a guy who had not played in about a week and a half. And stamina is going to be a concern. Mm -hmm. We saw Williams was gassed midway through the first quarter after playing about eight minutes. Mm -hmm. But he looked really good. So I think Williams can give Miami's defense and offense some problems because of his rim protection and his just athleticism. But my overall takeaways for Boston, they walked into a brutal spot, and they looked pretty good for the majority of the game. So I am not that discouraged by what I saw from Boston in game one. But with the injuries, and now you have Derek White's absence, and it seems like there's a lot of... I don't want to say shady stuff going on, but there's a lot of behind-the-scenes drama going on. Mm-hmm. I do think it definitely hurts because Miami's not about any of that. Miami's coming in there for blood. Yep. Do you have any other thoughts there, or do you think I covered most of it? 
Uh, yeah, you covered a lot from Boston side. For me, on Miami side, and the adjustment that I'm looking for Eric Spolstra to make is he has to realize that he has the best center in the playoffs and make it a point to say to the, you know, Jimmy Butler, to the distributors on that team, that if we have that matchup, let's exploit it. Let's exploit it every time we can. If that requires us to slow the pace down, that's fine. Let's slow it down. We have to exploit that matchup every time we can because we know Bam is going to actually is going to dominate. Robert Williams can't slow Bam down. Robert Williams, one on one versus Bam, taking Bam every single day. And so, that's really where I want to see Bam go out there and do more. And it's a little bit of the same thing to the DeAndre Ayton criticisms of well, if they're not going to give you the ball go off the rim and go get it, go off the rim and go get it and dominate inside the paint, get a whole bunch of second chance points and a whole bunch of putbacks at the rim. It's also not even just points. You got to get more than four rebounds in 37 minutes. Rebounding everything. And they were doing very good every single time I was watching and I had Bam's rebound props. So every single time I was watching the Celtics were doing a very, very good job of boxing Bam out and making it very difficult for him to get to the ball. But, Bam, you got to fight through that, bro. You got to fight through that. You you got to show that you are the most dominant big man in this series. And and that's really what it was for me. Tyler Hero played well. Jimmy Butler proved, again, that he's one of the best players in the league. And when everything's on the line, he and his team needs to go get a bucket. He's going to be the one to go do it. The role players for Miami all – had pretty solid, decent games. I know that Max Struess was on a lot of people for having a really big game, and he didn't have that big of a game. Good fourth quarter, though. Hit yeah, a couple great, shots. Good fourth quarter. That, yeah, and got people um, that were over that two and a half, over two and a half. But he he did what he was supposed to do. Gave Vincent really, really good defensively. He's Kyle Lowry could come back and mess things up, absolutely, because Gabe Vincent is playing really good ball defensively. I... I'm ready to see the rest of the series. I'm just ready to see the rest of the series. I think that with that, with what you said about Boston, this was going to make for a good long series. But Boston's lack of a bench and being already down two people for the short rotation they already have. Potentially three if Smart's injury is actually worse than what people think it is. He's probable. Doesn't mean he's automatically going to play. Yeah, and for a team that only plays maybe eight deep, yeah, and it's really seven, and so, and one person comes in and spurts if somebody gets in foul trouble, it's really low key, kind of seven deep. And one of those people's maybe Tyson. I don't even know if that counts. <laughs> so it, it's it's an extremely short rotation versus a uh, not, versus a Miami team that can go nine ten deep any given day. Yeah, for me going into the series, I did like Boston. I thought that it would be a long series anyway. I thought Boston would win in either six or seven. I don't want to say that I'm fully reevaluating my position after one game because I expected Miami to win game one anyway. Uh But the COVID wrinkle and the injuries are definitely something that I could not have accounted for. There's no way I went into a series and said, oh, Horford's going to miss the first X amount of games because of COVID. Like, that was definitely not on the list or my bingo card, so to speak, 
Mm-hmm. I have to reconsider my stance on the actual series because the lack of Boston's the lack of depth on Boston's team is really a concern. And Derek White's out for personal reasons, which could either mean a family issue, could either mean hell potentially COVID issues. We don't know. We don't know how they designate anything. But we saw Kyle Lowry, for example, had a death in the family during the middle of the season, and he missed what three weeks. Missed all that time. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not going to criticize people for missing a bunch of time if they have family issues. But the point is, you don't you don't know how long Derek White will be out. This could be a one game absence. This could be an entire series absence. And Derek mm-hmm. White was one of the key pieces they traded for at the trade deadline because they knew their guard depth was not good enough. And Marcus Smart, even if he does come back, he's still battling the injury. It's not like it vanished. So if he plays, he might be at 60%, 70%, something like that. Now, that might even be highballing it. He might be at 50%. But the point is, if you have to use Pritchard, and I like Pritchard. I think he's a good bench player. But you saw game one. Miami hunted him defensively on every possession, and Pritchard got torched. And now that you're missing White, and you have a limited Marcus Smart, you're going to have a defensive liability on the court for about half the game. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's a lot to overcome. Not to mention the fact that Horford is going to miss this game. Is there a guarantee he's going to play in game three? No. We don't know how long he's going to miss. So the point is, based on all of the injury concerns and based on every question mark that Boston has in comparison to Miami, I think I flip-flopped. I think I like Miami to win the series now because by the time that Boston gets to relative full strength, they might be down 2 nothing. They might be down 3-1. I don't know how many games these guys are going to miss. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's tricky. I think it's tricky with Boston. I think Boston is talented, but... There's so much uncertainty. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen, and you don't know, you know basically how this is going to turn out. <laughs> but... All right. I just want to remind everybody to make sure you get down to win bet bet $50 and win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for $200 in free bets. Come on, $50, get 200 and the WinBet Casino is offering you a 100% deposit bonus on $1,000 up to $1,000. So, this is what WinBet has for you. I'm going to tell you. This is like Top, top secret information. You don't have a lot of time to act on it either because you can win a golf trip to win Las Vegas PGA Championship. All you have to do is bet $100 on golf this week and you'll be entered in a contest to win the golf trip to win Las Vegas. Promotion ends on the 22nd, so you want to hop on that ASAP. So much to choose from. All you have to do is download WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. All subject change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 order and present state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-5 and you all know sleeper as one of the fastest growing fantasy platforms i have a dynasty league up there me and scott just used them for a rookie mock draft that we did for the sgpn fantasy football podcast if you want to go check that out look it is absolutely game changing and they have a new over under game there you can make some cold hard cash all right look it's easy like this. Go to the sport you want to play, basketball, baseball, select 
three or more players. If you're feeling degenerate, you could check more. But if three is pretty solid and you take them their hits or their points or their assists, rebounds, whatever it is, and just bet over or under, over or under, that's it. And you hit all your picks, you can win a bunch of money up to two or 20 times your amount that you put in. Also, you don't even have to hit all of them. Now, you know, I go all in when I do it. So I want to hit all. I go all in. But if you just want a percentage for what you did get right, you can select that option as well. It's so much to choose from. And you can join in to our group at sleeper.com slash SGPNBA. And Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. That'll put you right in our squad. You can copy our picks. You can fade our picks. You can go against us and try to hit your picks while we try to hit our picks. And you can see what everybody's doing. You can chat, talk shit, every single, everything. So sleeper.com slash SGPNBA. That is 100% deposit match up to $100. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Scott, let's handicap game two. Boston Celtics still in Miami for this part of the series. We have a line of three and a half for Miami right now. Line opened at five. It's currently sitting at three and a half. 207 on the total, ticked up an inch from 206. What are you doing in this game two? So since the total, op- since the spread opened up at five, I'm assuming most of that was pre-Marcus Smart return news. If I had to guess, I highly doubt the line moved by that two points with with Horford missing and now Derek White's going to be out. I don't think that the line moved after that. I'm assuming it's because I mean, Smart came back. People are betting Boston. I people think. are betting Boston because they can't afford to go down 2-0 in their minds. But this is the kind of game that I thought Boston would win going to the series because I thought they would win in six. I thought they would manage to steal one on the road. I was expecting them to punt game one, so I was not surprised by that outcome, but I think I got to take Miami. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make a case for Boston. Maybe Tatum goes for a 40-piece. We've seen that happen before. There's just too many question marks. And I have a serious problem with Boston's lack of depth. And we roasted Miami. We roasted, not Miami, we roasted Milwaukee for it the entire season. We praised Miami for their bench. And I think that's the story of the series right now, particularly in the backcourt. Because with White being out, with Smart being well below 100%, all you have is an injured Smart and a healthy Pritchard, right? And you're throwing in a little bit of Jalen Brown there, but he's more of a forward type. I just think Miami's bench players are so much better than Boston. It's not even close. Mm -hmm. And whether you like Struess or not, whether you like Vincent, they both have been contributing. You also have Oladipo, who actually looked decent in game one, especially defensively. I thought Oladipo looked really good. And Hero off the bench. So let's just say that there's a situation where Tatum and Brown combine for about, let's say, 52 points. We'll give Tatum 30. We'll give Brown 22. Is that enough? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I think that they both need to have big games because the lack of scoring punch off the bench is noticeable. Mm-hmm. And Miami's the opposite. Butler can give you 40 and you could win, 
or he can give you 25 and suddenly Hero goes for 25 and the whole bench goes for 50 points. There are several ways that Miami can generate offense, and I don't think that Boston has that luxury. So even though I wanted to pick Boston to win game two going into the series, circumstances change, I'm going to take Miami at home. Yeah, we talk about other ways to handicap games rather than just trying to use knowledge of the sport and all of that. And it's about spot and it's a lot of spot. And I think everybody thought that this was going to be a smash spot for Boston, but it's so many other factors that are taking that away from them where Boston can still have a very good game and not come out with the win here and have something to look forward to in game three at Boston. I think that's really the spot where you probably want to smash Boston when they get back, when they get back to game three, there's a couple of extra days rest there. So there's more, um, there's more time for, you know, players be healthy, market smartly, get a little bit better, all of that stuff. That feels like a better spot to sit here and back Boston. But today it, it just feels like that this is going to, this is going to end up going Miami's way. I'm going to be on Miami here. I'm, and it's just, we're the same things you said. I think they have too many options they have, and they're all good defensively. It's not like that they're, subbing in somebody off of that bench and that person is absolutely getting cooked and you got to go force the starters back then everybody on the bench plays good defensively as well yeah even Tyler Hero has stepped up from his early years to where he's at now defensively and he's able to hold his own so and that's the Pritchard comparison because since yeah. Boston shorthanded in the backcourt Pritchard is a liability defensively but you have to use him. You don't have any other guards at this point. And, and you need it. He can give you offense. Like, he's not terrible where he can't give you offense. He can give you offense. It may not be consistent as other, like, uh, Derek White normally is. But, yeah, no, I, I, I just don't see it here for Boston. Miami is a lock of mine for the day. I think that they are going to go out here, get a mm-hmm. win, get a cover. If you like Boston, throw in a same-game parlay with Tatum – what do you think, 35-plus points? I think Tatum needs to go yeah. off if they're going to win this game. Yeah, it, it would have to be 35. And Jason Tatum kind of – that first game was really a confidence booster for him as somebody that has had trouble with Miami in the past. I don't He's know had- if it was a confidence booster or not because it was a tale of two halves. He was so good in the first half, but he went one for seven in the second half. Is that a confidence yeah. booster? I think that is – I think it's a confidence booster that you know for a fact that I can get what I want. Like, I can go out there and be effective and get whatever I want against them. And, you know, people fall off, adjustments are made. Yeah. And so now it's, all right, what's the adjustments to their adjustments? I need to make adjustments to the adjustments that they made so that when I come back mm-hmm. in game two, I don't have a half where I go one for seven. I can continue the onslaught that I gave them in that first half for the duration of the entire game. So that's what I don't, I'm yeah. looking forward to for Jason Tatum and seeing what he does. Can he adjust – to how Miami is going to play him and make sure that he's not sometime he can all gas, no breaks the whole way. I do want to ask you one question about the series as a whole. I asked this question to Munaf on the propcast yesterday, and we were on the same page. Who do you think is the better basketball player or the best player in this series? Is it Butler or Tatum? Because I'm pretty sure it's Butler. Uh <sighs> It's so, very close, but I, I actually I, I think would, it's Butler. No, I don't think it's close. I think Tatum is by far the more talented player. 
Okay. Jimmy Butler has never Jimmy Butler has never been the most talented player. No talent that I agree with. I'm just yeah. saying overall. Yeah, I would say I think, so. I think, I, would give, I think Butler's a better player. Yeah, I would give Butler absolutely the best. He's the best player in the series. But I don't want to take that away from Jason Tatum because I believe Jason Tatum is the most talented player in the series. Yeah. And his ceiling is the highest of anybody in the series. But at at the end of the day, this has always been why I like Jimmy Butler so much is because I don't care who you are. I don't care what size you are. I don't care what stature you are. I don't care if you're a first-round pick. I don't care if you've been the best player all the time. You will never outwork Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. You will never, ever in your life outwork Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that goes to sleep in the locker room so that he can be in the gym early and practice before practice gets started. And that's why Miami was such a perfect fit for him rather than uh, Minnesota, rather than even Philly, is because – the work ethic and the culture that is in Miami culture. Now Jimmy Butler's around a whole bunch of like-minded people that act just like him. So that when he gets to the gym at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, it's somebody there greeting him like, all right, let's get to work. It's not no, Oh, I'm out here, you know, working on working by myself. People ain't coming in. So practice start at seven. Nah, it's yeah. somebody like it's other players there. Like, Hey, let's go ahead. Let's get to work for practice start. And I think that's what fuels Jimmy even more to showing hey, I got to lead by example. And so when we get into these games, when we get into these series where everything's on the marbles, I'm going to show you that nobody on their team, no matter who it is, is going to outwork me and going to outplay me. We're on the same page. The main reason why I bring that up is because Tatum's lackluster second half, I think, is more expected than a Jimmy Butler lackluster half just because of the consistency comparison. Mm -hmm. Even though Tatum's upside is definitely higher, I think that, Butler is the much more consistent player. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's very close in terms of consistency because Butler, even when he's not giving you a great offensive performance, shooting wise, he'll get to the line 15 plus times. And he's also a very good defensive player. And I feel like the one issue that Tatum runs into, he relies a little bit too heavily on tough shot making. And he's not going to do himself many favors by getting to the line 18 times, but or can. I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. For the total, real quick, or player props, anything you got that you want to add? The total I'm really torn on because I want to lean to an under because of the fact that I thought this would be a low-scoring series, but I don't think I can. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with the over. I was really banking on Horford's defense in this series. And I know Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, is back. Once again, he's probably at 60%. Uh Just because he's playing doesn't mean he's going to look sharp out there. I'm going to go with the over. I think you'll see some points. Yeah, I think think that is – it was basically the same handicap that I had for the first game on why I was on the over. And I just – I don't think Boston is bad. I know I sit here, I shit talk Boston. And I have very good reasons for shit talking Boston, by the way. But they're not bad. And they are a competitive team. They're not going to give up. Miami is going to get what they want. It mm-hmm. may not be from the players that they want, but they're going to they're gonna get what they want. <laughs> and so I, I always assume that Boston is going to hang around. I don't think that they're just going to run Boston out of the gym. And that's the only way that I would lean to an under in these series with the low total that they have is if one team is getting ran out of the gym. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that happening. I think that it is going to be a competitive defensive series. They're going to force each other into some bad spots, but at the end of the day, they're going to find ways to put the ball in the basket. Yeah, three of the, three of the four quarters in game one had at least 53 points. Mm-hmm. And 
the way that I see it, you're looking at probably a similar story where I'm not penciling Boston in to score 14 points in a quarter again, but I also saw both teams get what they wanted at different points in that game offensively. So if both offenses are going to have moments of success, prolonged moments for maybe even an entire quarter. I'm not going to take the under when the total's in the 200s. Yep. So I like the over. All right. We are also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens. Look, the stuff costs less than $3 a day, and you are protecting your health. I try to tell you health is well. Health is well, people. My boy, Daquan, tells me that all the time, and I just feel it, especially with the AG1 where it's protecting your nervous system, your immune system, your gut health, and it's giving you energy, it's recovery, focus, and aging, everything that you need, and even promotes better quality sleep. They have over 77,000 five-star reviews, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Health is wealth, people. Health is wealth. And after your physical health, your internet health. Got to protect your internet health and making sure that you're safe from all these nasty hackers, spammers, all this stuff. You don't want them getting your your information, your private details, all that stuff. So IPVanish is the VPN to make you truly stay private on the internet. Super easy to use. Just tap the button and you're protected. Your phone, tablet, your computer, your fire stick, all that stuff and more can be protected by IPVanish. And IPVanish is offering you an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners, a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months of IPVanish for free. All you have to do is go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. Again, IPVanish.com slash SGP to claim your 70% off savings. Use promo code SGP, IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right, Scott, it's time for our favorite segment in the show. Lock and dog. What are you doing with this one game slate between Miami and Boston? I'm torn because I like Miami and I also like the over. So it's really a question of which I like more. I think I'm going to go with Miami as my lock. Mm-hmm. I want to make a case that Boston can, cir- can circle the wagons and rally the troops, but I think they're just missing too many guys. And Derek White has really not been good. This postseason, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be completely honest with you, but defensively, he can still give you some valuable minutes. So even when offensively his shots are not going down, he can at least man up defensively. Pritchard can't. Pritchard can shoot. He can't guard anybody. So I do think if Pritchard's going to end up playing 30 minutes again, Miami's going to kill him. So I think that that's going to be an issue, but they're missing Horford. Smart's going to be well below 100%. There's just too many question marks. And I'm, I'm not saying Butler's going to go for 40 again. But I don't think he needs to, because Adebayo gave them 10. Hero gave them 15. Struess gave them about 11 or so, and Vincent was solid. But Miami just has a lot of different guys that can't contribute. And Boston really has Tatum and Brown. That's kind of it. They got 18 points in game one from Robert Williams. Am I expecting that again? No. So I think that he also overachieved in game one offensively. But Boston's missing too many people at the guard position. 
and they're already limited from a depth perspective. And Miami already had the massive bench advantage, and now they have an even bigger advantage. I'll take Miami's second unit to do enough to hold the fort down while Butler gets an occasional rest, etc. Give me Miami. It'll be close. It's not going to be easy. Miami by six. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think Miami blows it open? I think it'll be somewhat is that, close. Is that going into your dog? Well, I picked Miami as my spread, so no. I'm just going to stick with the three and a half, but my point is it might come down to some late-game free throws, but I think mm-hmm. Miami eventually covers. Okay. What's your dog? My dog in this one is going to be an alternative total in this one. Cool. We haven't had one of those yet. We haven't had one of these, but the truth is you need to find a total somewhere or at least a dog somewhere, so why not? Yeah. But Hello. I am going to go with the over in this one, and let me find out exactly what alternative total I want to take. Uh, I'm going to go with the over... I'm going to go with 208.5 at even money. Okay. And I'm not going to go for a huge like 215 total. You can if you want to. If you want to go really nuts with it, like a 214.5 is plus 165. But Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stick with 208.5 at even money. From what I saw in game one, both teams had moments offensively, and they weren't like two-minute stretches. They were full quarters. I think both teams can generate enough good looks to score a decent amount of points in this game. And I feel like both teams defensively are still solid, Mm -hmm. but the Celtics' defense is overrated with Horford being out and with Smart being shorthanded. So I'm going with the alternative over. I think you'll see one of these teams potentially get to 110. That's good enough for me. Give me the alternative over 208 and a half. All right. For my lock, it's not hard to say. Just going to go ahead and say it's Miami minus three and a half. I think that this Miami team is a championship roster. When When I look at what they can do defensively, when I look at how they can affect forcing turnovers, when I look at how they score the basketball and how they replace their starters with their bench that can also do all of the same things the starter does, it just gives me everything. And they're well-coached, extremely well-coached, one of the best coaches in the league, if not the best. And so it, it, it shows me everything that a championship roster has and looks like. Heat and culture. Think, yeah, that heat culture. <laughs> and this is a spot where they're saying – we have to defend home court. This is big. We have to defend home court. We want to go up 2-0. We don't, we're not, we lost if we lose one of these home games. Like we lost that battle. So Heat minus three and a half. I think they come out and they make a statement. For my dog. I thought about Celtics first quarter, but I chose the alternative that's total. That's my instead. dog. Yeah, that I thought about dog. it. But. Celtics first quarter. Celtics can get out fast. They understand the urgency and what needs to happen because they want to steal a game. Do they feel like that they're out of the series if they don't? No, because you have two games at home. But if you can steal a game, you need to make sure it happens and everybody wants to play with a lead rather than chasing behind, especially on the road. I expect to see – Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown take over for the first quarter and start get the scoring going. And then hopefully everybody else around them comes and elevates over to their level. Give me Boston first quarter money line plus 110. 
Yeah, the lack of depth isn't as big of a concern when the starters are going to play 10 of the 12 minutes in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So you just need the Celtics to come out hot again, offensively like they did, which is definitely possible. Absolutely. All right. We got him up out of here. Scott, anything else you have for people before we go? Not really. Uh, we're going to be doing a WNBA podcast later, so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. Besides that, looking forward to some quality just NBA games in the future. We have not fully gone those yet in the conference finals, but I'm assuming we'll have a couple of really good games on the horizon. Yep, very much so. So for the people at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter, you want to talk to me, troll me, all that stuff is cool. I'm perfectly fine with it. When people troll me, I actually give out my best input. <laughs> so the villain, the villain rail thing is very much real. I love being a villain. It's great. The life of villainy is amazing. Heal business is boring. People is absolutely boring. And the villains win every now and then. Okay. SG.pn slash Slack to hop in the Slack channel, go in there, talk with us, and, and make sure you join the NBA channel, WNBA channel as well. Support WNBA Gambling Podcast. You love hoops. Well, these are some really good. Hey, look, that Minnesota Lynx and, Lib- and uh, LA Sparks game was great. Amazing finish to that game. If you didn't see it, go check it out real quick. Amazing into that game. And we cashed up damn near plus 300 bet on the Lynx. I, was right say, I thought it was plus 280, I think. Yeah, plus 280. Plus 280 bet on the Minnesota Lynx there. So uh, we, we were doing good. Um, what's that? Six straight dogs. Uh, let's see if I can make a seven. I'm really, really nervous about today. But let's keep it going. Yeah, I don't know how I'm in podcast. So we're just going to do like this. We out. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me.